0: Hello, I'm Amber Lowther and I am the host of this podcast. I have been in the fashion and beauty industry for eight years, running a blog under the same name of this podcast, Fashion Avenue. Obviously, being interested in beauty, I always like to know how to make my hair look fantastic. And I'm sure you're the same if you've woken up having a bad hair day and you're like, I just want to get it right. So today I'm chatting to Hair Extraordinaire, celebrity hairstylist and director of the prestigious Melbourne based Yuba Salon, Marie Yuba. Marie's work has made her the go-to hairstylist for Jard and Nadia Bartel, as well as being given the opportunity to look after Gigi Hadid's tresses when she was in Australia. In this episode, Marie dives in and tells me what's the hardest thing about being a business owner, the importance of working with a mentor, and some really cool hair tips. So if you're keen, make sure you keep on listening to this episode. Marie, thank you so much for joining me on the Fashion Avenue podcast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I thought I'd jump straight into all the good stuff. So, where did your interest in hair kind of stem from?
1: I've always loved hair. Um, I like was playing with my Barbies from when I was like a kid, um, and I used to cut their hair and I used to style <laughs> their hair. But yeah, like I always wanted to do it, um, but I didn't do it initially. When I like, I didn't leave school and do it. and I didn't do it when I initially left school. I started doing like a degree at uni, and then I realised not for me, and I started hairdressing. Wow! Oh my god. Mm. And so mm.
0: how did you get your start in the beauty industry as such and specifically hair? Um,
1: I started at a salon and I did an apprenticeship um, as everyone does. Yeah. And, um, and and yeah, that was my start. Like I just literally started in a salon, started an apprenticeship and started learning how to do hair
0: like that. Awesome. And what was your career like leading up to opening Uber Salon?
1: Um, I worked for another big salon group called Rock Ebony. Um, after I did my apprenticeship, I did my apprenticeship at a salon called Mean Care and Body. And then I worked at a salon called Rock Ebony. And um, then I kind of outgrew that. And it was time for me to open up Uber Salon. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And
0: so when was it that you kind of decided to take the next step with opening your salon? Like what was kind of the turning point for you? And how long did it take you to establish it? I think
1: when you kind of hit a ceiling at a place, um and it was always my like you know, it was always my passion to, to lead, whether it was creatively or to manage stuff. Yeah. Um I just knew I wanted my own thing and um and yeah, so that was kind of that's where that took place where I realised that I had kinda of hit a ceiling and I was like done, ready to do my own.
0: Yeah, it kinda gets like that after a while, doesn't it? Yeah. And so I feel like Uva Salon is almost like a Melbourne monument. <laughs> I feel oh, wow. like it's just one of those. I, I like. I always see it popping up on social media. So, and you have like all the who's who as clients of yours. So, when did you first start seeing
1: your salon really take off? It's funny you ask today because today's our, our six-year birthday. Oh, congrats! It's <laughs> awesome. It's funny that I'm doing this today. <laughs> um, we well, look. I had some pretty amazing clients before I before I opened up the salon, and and kind of a lot of clients found me and kind of came to the salon as well. I, I think with someone really from the start was like kind of took off from the start was like really good you know we had we had a strong following I think yeah Yeah. that's it yeah
0: that's just perfect you know starting off your own salon and just already having that clientele rolling in yeah 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 that's a dream and so your clients include like Beck Jard, Nadia Bartel and you've done hair for Jessica Mowboy, Gigi Hadid, Ashley Graham when did you start to see more of a kind of celebrity
1: clientele roll in? My first ever um well one of, one of my first kind of celebrity clients was Beck Judd, and I feel like yeah. everyone kind of followed her.
0: Yes, um, yeah. She was really great
1: with, um, you know, promoting herself and promoting her hair. And um, I started doing Beck's hair when she first came to Melbourne. Wow. Um, and, yeah, and Bec's being one of my longest standing clients, and, and she's always been the best supporter. Um, and and the, the person that wears, you know, her colours or her styles or, you know, the best, like she, she wears them well and she promotes it well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's been um with me for Ages, so I feel like from then and then you know, kind of one kind like you know, one person sees the other person getting their head on from you, and then your work kind of gets out there, and then you kind of get branded as a celebrity hairstylist. Which yeah, which is,
0: is great. Totally, what a, an opportunity and just yeah, an achievement. That's just awesome. Yeah. And speaking of creating a profile and growing your business, have you seen
1: social media as a
0: positive tool to get your work out there?
1: I think six years ago, kind of specifically, Instagram was like just started to become massive. Yeah. Um, and and I think uh, it was the right time to open for us to open a salon because it was where social media was just really great. So I, I feel for, for me especially um, or for the salon, um, it was it was that turning point that kind of at that right time that uh, helped promote the salon, I think, to get the work out there.
0: Yeah, totally. And can I ask, what's like an average daylight for you, even if there is one, or like what's your plans for today? So today
1: I'm in salon. Um yeah. Today, I'm, I'm doing my salon clients and I'm in salon. I mean, I did do hair this morning for a shoot for Nadia Bartel. Um, awesome. Like, it is always, it's, it's a mixed bag for me. Yeah. I'm like, I might do a shoot in the morning, then I'll come to the salon and then I might have something in the afternoon. Um, there's always something on. Wow. Always. Busy woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I like it, but I like it busy. I don't, I don't, I don't like it boring. I like it busy. So yeah.
0: And, and I feel like when you're kind of like not doing anything, you kind of feel like you should be doing something.
1: Yeah. yeah especially yeah, if you no, really I'm, love what you do. I feel like if you're passionate and you love what you do, it's not work, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. And how do you manage your time and manage your business at the same
1: time? That's hard. (laughs) People always ask me. It's hard. I mean, I've got a great team of people around me. Um, I've got amazing business partners. Um, I've got, you know, like team leaders in the salon that um, assist me. I've got an amazing receptionist. I've got an assistant who does all my bookings for me. Yeah. Um, like there's people around me that help me. Yeah. You know, I've got an amazing husband that's also really supportive as well. So. Oh,
0: lovely. Yeah. Perfect. And what do you think is the hardest thing about being a business owner?
1: Just juggling everything and making everyone happy. Making yeah. your clients happy, making your staff happy and just juggling everything. That's the hardest thing. You know, like I think sometimes you split yourself into two to try and make people happy but you know that's that's the hardest thing you know not everyone's going to see your point of view and, and, and sometimes you know you're the boss like you've got to set the rules and you've got to also enforce the rules so not everyone's going to like you all the time
0: yeah yeah well that's that's really real and I think like a lot of our listeners especially you know they're small business owners or they're looking to take their next step so I think that's really good advice and just like a bit of realness
1: for them because it's not all you know a walk through the park obviously It's not, like, it's never, you know, and it's hard work. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, they think, oh, yeah, I'm going to open up the salon and I'm going to have, you know, a big, salon like the first two years that I had the salon I didn't leave it like I was like literally mm. always in there because you know like I hardly could leave it because I was the person that was building that business so till you've built that business up you really literally cannot step out of it yeah you know like I couldn't go on big long trips overseas or I couldn't you know like leave the salon for a full day photo shoot or whatever like it was hard because initially building up that business I was in there and making sure that I was constantly there and constantly making sure that everything was working and, and turning
0: yeah 100% and can I ask then What's the most rewarding part of being a business owner?
1: Last year we won um, Salon of the Year and to walk up on stage and accept that award after being open for like nearly five years. That was like, that to, to us, like to be... Renowned as the best salon in Australia for one of the most prestigious awards, which is the Hair Expo Awards. That was, that meant a lot for me. And it's just seeing to walk out of the salons that are happy, you know, yeah. like people are like, oh, you know, randomly people come up to me and be like, I love coming here. Like your staff are so beautiful mm-hmm. and everyone's so amazing. To hear that, special to me.
0: A hundred percent. It's kind of like, you know, it's it's your baby, you know, and you're so proud of it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And did you have any mentors and how did you kind of, I guess, take the step to kind of fully assess Establish it
1: was there anyone that you looked up to in the hair industry so, uh, myself and um, uh, my business partner, one of my business partners Joey Skinny, who worked oh, right. together for a long time yeah. um, and I kind of so I worked with him and then i didn 't work with him for a period of time and then We kind of had a chat and decided that um, I was going to open up a salon and he was going to be part of it. So myself and Joey kind of grew together creatively, but he also um, did everything before me. Like, you know, he had a salon before me and did stuff before me. So he kind of, he pushes me in different ways that, you know, I would have pushed him, but I think, you know, he was a mentor yeah. as well. Um, and and creatively, like, there's different people that have mentored me. Um, you know, like, creatively, I think, you know, And for a woman in the industry, like, Renya Zaitis has done some amazing stuff. Um, she's always... Um, you know she's always pushing the boundaries and she's like quite a creative person as well and she's a business owner so she's somebody that I look up to.
0: Do you think like having a mentor kind of has really helped you and would you recommend people kind of reaching out to people that they aspire to be like?
1: Absolutely like I get people call me up all the time they're like you know when you did this and how did you do this and how did you get to this Mm -hmm. like I think yes absolutely have mentors that um, mentor you but like ultimately at the end of the day you know you can ask people all the information you want but like, you don't want to work. It's not yeah. going to
0: work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully they get a little bit out of this podcast. I know I already am, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to jump into some hair questions for you. So yeah. do you have any tips or techniques you can share when it comes to blow-drying hair?
1: My theory is, is always make sure you blow-dry, especially when you're blow-drying your own hair. Make sure you blow-dry it it's like at least... 80% dry then right. start putting a brush in it so just dry the moisture out with your fingers and then put a brush in it otherwise you're not going to get the best out of your blow leaf. that's right. what that's my trick
0: Wow, that's that's really good because I would have started like, you know, fully wet getting a brush nah, into it. Nah, nah,
1: nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and how can we add more volume to our hair? I think products, depending on what products you've got in your hair, um, the, the way you shampoo your hair as well. Like some people only shampoo their hair once or they're shampooing their hair with the wrong shampoo. Right. Um, you want to make, make sure your hair is squeaky clean when you're wanting to get volume in yeah. um, and then using the correct products. You know, one of my favorites is the 11 um, Texture Spray to get volume Volume in the hair, yeah. Um, and then I always finish off all my ups with a um, like using a round brush, using over direct your sections so you're getting like lo- lo- lots of volume, and finishing off with um, some a good a good dry shampoo because that's going to give right. you volume.
0: Yes, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard it's always really good for dry shampoo. So I always make sure I have
1: some. And
0: how can we combat frizz?
1: Um, I think frizz is also, it comes down to basics, like what shampoo you're using. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you do have frizzy hair, it's because it's lacking moisture. So depending on what shampoo you're using, you need to revisit that. And then, you know, you can mask the problem with a bit of, you know, gloss or drops or oil or whatever. But the problem, you need to fix it from the start.
0: Right. Okay. And can I ask, how do we? keep our hair healthy like whether that's getting regular trims or you know using certain products what what's your kind of recommendation there
1: get it trimmed every eight weeks yeah And I think, like, using a good shampoo and conditioner that's recommended for your hair and then um, obviously not over-colouring it and not over-styling as well.
0: Yeah, right. Heat protectant is an important thing, isn't it?
1: Yes. My favourite one is the GHG um, heat protectant. Oh, okay.
0: Haven't tried that one.
1: Yeah, GHG one's the best. Oh,
0: okay. Interesting. And I know I personally love the waves that you do on Beckyard and Nadia Bartel. What's the secret to an effortless wave? A good tongue.
1: Oh, okay. What do you like to use? My favourite's the G H D Soft Curl for that wave. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. The GHD Curve, there's two, range, there's two in the range. They're both my favourites. I actually don't leave like when I'm doing something like that. I'm generally always using one of them.
0: Oh, okay. That's good to know. Awesome. And what are some like hair products that you can't live without, whether that's
1: washing or styling? Um, Hairspray, the Flexible hold Spray in 11 is probably one product that I'll never be able to go without and now it's um, dry shampoo. And do you
0: have have any secret hair tips and tricks that you can share?
1: <laughs> um, I think I've given a lot away already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fine. I'll take it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, like I just think, like I just said, like cleansing and washing and looking after your hair um, in the the basin is important um, yeah. and then using the correct products and using the correct tools as yeah. well.
0: And can I ask how often you kind of would recommend to wash your hair?
1: However long your hair needs to wash it. Like last right. week I washed it for the first time in like 10 days because my well, hair doesn't get dirty so it depends on what type your hair's like like some people's hair you don't have to wash it often I feel like people have got this thing in their head that I have to wash it every day Um, no you don't like sometimes and some styles are better when your hair's good you know what I mean yeah that's right never get your hair like like it, it always lasts better the day after. So if you wash it the day before and then done, it's always better.
0: Yeah. It kind of holds better, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I always find that. My hair always looks better. Like the day after where I well, you know, I want it to look good the day before and then the day after I'm like, why didn't my hair look like that yesterday?
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it holds less moisture and it you know, your hair's holding less moisture. Yeah. And it doesn't kill does drop out, it stays more, it's got a little bit more texture and it's it dirt. Great.
0: Yeah, I love curls like the day after.
1: Yeah, It just looks great. so good
0: and effortless. It's like that kind of like model off-duty look.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And do you have like a specific event that you love doing hair for?
1: Um, oh, look, I think you know, some of our biggest events are like the Brownlee, um, Spring Racing Carnival, um, the Logies, like they're the events. I mean, look, I've been doing Brownlee for years. Like I feel like it's one that's close to my heart. Like I love it. And yeah. I, You know, most of the girls I do every year, you know, these are the, the girls that have never been before and they're nervous. And sometimes you know, doing people's hair, it's not just about doing their hair, it's also giving them the confidence. And, you know, to, nowadays it's like, you know, make sure you do this when you go out there and make sure you do that when you go out there because it's given that kind of like advice every year. Yeah, so that's lovely. Family that is one of the good ones.
0: And it, it must make you feel really good that you're able to give them that little boost of confidence
1: too. Well, I do the two queens, so... You know, I've got yeah. heaps of for
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And what hairstyle are you loving at the moment?
1: I think, you know, I think for us anything effortless looks cool. Um, it depends. Like, I, you know, I kind of changes all the time. And I, for me, it's not just one hairstyle that I want to do on everyone. I think it's what suits people. Like, you know, some people suit a bob. Some people suit textured hair. Some people suit their hair more glam. Yeah. Like, I know my clients and I know what I can do on each of them. And, you know, um, everyone's different. Yeah. And everyone's face is different. So, I don't really have one style that I love for everyone.
0: Yeah. Okay, true. What celebrity would you love to do hair for? Beyonce,
1: probably. Oh, my like, God,
0: yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. No teeth. I mean, like, I've got some amazing clients. Like, I'm, I'm really lucky. My career has been great. Like, I've got to do some amazing people. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe Beyonce, I think that she'd be a cool person to, you know, to say that you've done their hair for.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> She's the queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you have any kind of general career advice for anyone looking to kind of follow in your footsteps?
1: Look, I just think that nothing comes without hard work. And I think that everyone needs to realise You know that if you want something, you've got to work for it, and you know it does. It does come. You know, hard work does pay off. I think, and and I think when it comes to like owning a salon and having a group of people, like do as I do, not do it. You know, like you know, be that mentor, be that leader.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You're killing it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.
0: And where can we find out more about Uva Salon
1: and how do we book in? Um, so our Instagram page you can follow a lot on us, um, Uva Salon on Instagram. Um or you can see us on our website, ww.uvasalon.com. Um, or you can see us on everyone else's page. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Just go to Beck or Nadia's and you'll you'll see it everywhere. <laughs> and so I thought I'd end the chat on a few random questions for you. Yeah. Okay. So number Number one, uh, would you rather always wear your hair down or always wear it up? Always down. Yeah.
1: Down. Why? Why is that? I'm just more comfortable with it. Generally, most people are more comfortable with their hair out.
0: Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. yeah, it's like a rare sight seeing me with my hair up. Yeah. And if you could have an unlimited amount of one thing, what would it be? Anything. Yeah. Happiness. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> That's a lovely answer. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> and number three, would you rather only be able to shout to only be able to whisper? Uh, if you
1: hear me... <laughs> shout and anyone that knows me <laughs> will know that it'll be shout. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. The loudest voice going around. It's the, all the hair dryers for oh. many years. My husband yells at me every day. Like, oh, oh, that's
0: so funny. Yeah, all that deafening hair dryer noise. <laughs> yes,
1: definitely. <laughs> I, you know, I'm have to. i constantly talking over here, so hair dryers, so I don't realise how loud my voice is. I'm sitting in a cafe right now. Probably everyone's staring at me. going, <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> well marie you've been amazing thank you so much for insight on your journey i've really appreciated it thank you for having me on your show i'm excited
1: to hear it podcast amazing was it thank your you. first podcast yes definitely i'm excited my, my team's really excited that i'm doing oh thing. i'm Everyone's so
0: excited to hear it. Yep. <laughs> oh yay. well i can't
1: wait thank you so much no worries
0: Fashion Avenue is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, produced, and hosted by Amber Lowther. Check out fashion-avenue.co and our Instagram, Podcast. Editorial support provided by Teagan Sides. Executive producers are Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio storytelling, head to hit.com.au. And most importantly, don't forget to subscribe.